episode of two peas on a pod i'm jason here as always with dale and today we're gonna to be talking about the pusher series the part one and part two of that series of films by nicholas winding refn i know he's kind of uh, gained some popularity here in america with with some of his uh films drive and uh what is it only god forgives have you seen that one no i've only seen drive you've seen drive though and uh, he's got a new one coming out called uh, The Neon Demon, which looks interesting. But anyway, we'll uh, go ahead and get started with some uh, news and, and that general bullshit part of the show. Uh, you, do you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, uh, that's all. The biggest thing for me personally was that uh, Godzilla 1985, and I remember released on DVD or Blu-ray in the States. And... It's still not the New World version that uh, Roger Corman's company put out. It's going to be the international Toho version. The Return of Godzilla from 84 that will be coming out. But uh, it's finally coming out. And uh, I'm not sure if it's going to have any special features, but it'll be nice to see it. Because what I've got is a uh, bootleg. That's all I've been able to watch for years. So what was the last time it came out on VHS? Yes. Really? Wow. It, uh, I'm not sure when. They had a few re-releases. Because uh, I first saw the movie probably in 86 or so. But uh, I don't know. There's been rights issues. That's why the, the New World Pictures version isn't coming out. Uh, I don't know that it ever will. So... Corman's company had the rights to it here in the U.S. Yeah, but it's defunct now. I'm not sure who has New World Pictures. Um, New World Pictures doesn't exist anymore, does no, it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Somebody got their catalog, like, you know, Defcon 4 was another yeah. New World thing. I think Shout Factory released that. Oh, did they? Okay. But uh, they didn't get this one. Some people thought they would, but that didn't happen. It's cracking releasing. Kraken, I think, is people who used to work for the old ADV company. Okay. Um, but uh, they, they've already released three on Blu-ray, three of them that Sony used to have. They're good. Um, you know, the quality is pretty good. But uh, Yeah, it says New World Pictures was defunct in 97. 97. I wonder when they actually stopped producing the uh, Still exists uh, as legally holdings entity under 20, 21st Century Fox. Mm-hmm. New World Pictures was folded into 20th Century Fox. 
MGM's kind of done, they've kind of like done select licenses out for some of their stuff. As I know, you know, Stream Factory picked up quite a few of theirs. Yeah. I'm glad they did. It's really fucked up because like, you know, like when New World Pictures bought that, that was just the VHS releases, right? Like, if somebody was going to buy that, you know, the rights to release that on DVD, that'd be separate. And then like a Blu-ray release would be Probably, separate. because that didn't exist right. at the time when they negotiated that. Film was bought from Toho, in, I'm guessing in '84 when it came out in Japan, and uh, was re-edited. Uh, it's an interesting story behind it. It was re-edited, and the editing really hurt the film because uh, I don't know the the people who did it uh, wanted to make it into a, a comedy. That's what they wanted to do, like in the vein of Airplane and shit like oh, that. Oh, jeez, really? <laughs> uh, but they wanted Raymond Burr. Yeah. And Raven Burr said, well, if I'm in it, I'm not going to, we're not doing it as a comedy. So they had to rewrite everything. And the only guy who has any, you know, supposedly funny lines is uh, one guy who keeps drinking Dr. Pepper. Uh, he's the only one who would, who would do it. Uh, Raven Burr was actually kind of oddly protective of that license, I guess, because he had been in the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't want people just shitting all over it. Well, I understand that. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, that's the one I saw as a kid, you know, with the voiceover that he did at the end, and, you know, just the way they re edited it. But, you know, the Japanese version, there's a Russian um, ship in Tokyo Bay when Godzilla shows up. And uh, it's set to uh, send off a nuclear missile to wherever Godzilla is. And uh, when Godzilla shows up, it damages the boat and it just automatically goes off. Well, the Russian captain tries to stop it and dies trying to stop the missile. He fails. But in the American cut, because of the Cold War tensions, they changed it to where he's the one who set it off. Huh. Um, I don't know that I've seen this one. I mean, I don't, I don't remember that plot, but a lot of those run together, you know, a lot of those movies run together for me. That one is, uh, besides the one that's coming out in two months in Japan and the original, that's the only other one that just has Godzilla. And that's a... Okay. I've probably seen it then. I like it. I mean, it's kind of slow, but uh, I do like it. More serious? Yeah, it's a lot more serious. Some of the other 70s stuff? Yeah, they, they decided to totally ignore everything except for the 1954 original and just start over in 84. So he hadn't been seen in yeah. 30 years. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think of Godzilla, they think of, you know, the bad the bad dubbing and, like, uh, Son of Godzilla and shit. Uh, yeah, the more goofy. Yeah, the more goofy yeah. stuff, exactly. Like, that's King Kong versus Godzilla. Like, it's, yeah. it's just real... You people know. don't understand that one in particular was meant to be goofy. Yeah. Uh, it was more of a satire in yeah. Japan, but that didn't translate to the American audiences. Yeah. We yeah, we missed oh. the satire. <laughs> well, it's, it's unfortunate because the most uh, widely available Godzilla film for the longest time was Godzilla vs. Megalon, which is basically just a children's TV show put on the big screen. 
It's goofy as hell. It's the first one I ever saw. Yeah. And that's what everybody remembers. Yeah. You know, back in 76, uh, Job Belushi actually hosted, I think it was ABC. They premiered it on TV in the States, and he hosted that. Um, well, see, so. he was already famous, I guess, at that point, so. Yeah, Saturday Night Live had already begun. Well, that's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what everybody knew. They tried to change that. But, besides Godzilla 1985, none of those others from that series were released in the States, theatrically. That's weird. So it's just rights issue problem. Well, nobody wanted it. Uh. 1985 didn't do well here. But then again, I mean, the, the re-edit that they did was not not terribly good. Well, I'm curious who's going to get the rights to release this new one, Shin Gojira, uh, in the States. Was Legendary looking at picking it up? I, for what I know, they have the... Uh, Right of uh, first refusal, refusal. If they uh, like, they can do it if they want. So they've got the option. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know if they'll do it because it'll conflict with theirs. I don't know. Yeah. It's just going to depend how it does, how how it's received. I'm sure. It's supposed to be pretty serious, though. I mean, he looks. Yeah. Mean in this one. Um, well, I'll torrent the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people who yeah, will. That's... I'm going to have to find some way to see it as soon as I can. Yeah. It comes out July 29th. In, in Japan? Japan. There, is it not getting kind of a release here? I haven't heard of anything. No theatrical? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I mean, somebody could pick it up relatively quickly. Yeah, they and could. put it out here. I mean, everything's digital, so shit. It's not like it'd be a act That's of Congress to kind of what they did with uh, Godzilla two thousand. It yeah. came out late ninety nine in Japan. It was here within a year. Um, they could have it out here in a month or two. I mean, yeah, it could still it come out this summer. But I get the feeling what they'll do since the guy who's doing the special effects for this did uh, Attack on Titan, the live action film. They'll do uh, like kind of a rolling release, limited release. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how well it'll do in mass release. So I have a feeling they'll do that and they'll just put it out on Blu-ray DVD or streaming or whatever. Streaming, yeah. That's the way everything goes. Yeah. Shit, they probably put it out on streaming even if it gets a limited release. I mean, just... Probably. Which I don't really get... But, I mean, I guess they're just trying to capitalize as much as they can because they know... I mean, I don't know why they still do different release dates in different countries because, I mean, it would it would make sense to me that if you're trying to get as much of that money you can, put it all out on the same day in every country because it's going to get torrented in whatever language. I mean, you go up on a, a you know put locker or some dumb shit like that that people love to go to, you know, there's, you know, Avengers will be up the day after it comes out, like in, you know, Malaysia or some shit. You know, you know, it's just, it's full of stuff like that. But 
I think they're still trying to figure out how to do all that. I mean, it, that would that would make sense to me. I mean, you know, of course, I don't know anything about it, but I'm just I'm, I'm just guessing that that may cut down on some of the people torrenting it. Would that they normally would? They may go see it in theater yeah. if they don't have the option, you know, yet. But I'm I'm the type of person that I'm not gonna watch a terrible bootleg copy of something just because. You know, I'm. You know, I'd rather wait and watch a, a proper HD transfer. You know, depending on what it is, but I try not to bootleg anything just for you know principle. You see, I prefer not to. But for a while, I had to. I mean, it's it's really killing film, so I really yeah. try to try to support. You know, I give money to people who I think deserve it, and you know, working. I mean. It, if you don't, if you don't do it, it's not going to be around anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was thinking, like, you know, again, back to this new Godzilla uh, about bootlegs, which will come out inevitably. Sure. And back in '96, that's when I realized I could get bootlegs of the '90s Godzilla films that were not available here. Right. So I bought the shit out of them. And. Uh, You're buying. Yeah, like VHS, VHS yeah. from um, from China. Was it coming from China? Uh, it was Japan. Somebody who had, I guess, connections in Japan. Yeah. Or they were buying the VHS, you know, the, the PAL, whatever. And then just making a copy of it. Yeah. Yeah. And selling it. I mean, they we're making good money doing it too. Uh, but uh, one of them, I didn't realize that it was a theater. Handheld theater copy was uh, yeah. Godzilla vs. Destroyer, which had come out in '95. And uh, I got this VHS just a couple months later. And it was, he dies in it, you know. It's it's supposed to be the end of that series. Yeah. And this was a shit ass copy I had, and it ruined it for me. Yeah. Because it wouldn't look like shit, and you had people coughing. Right, oh, man. had like avian flu or some shit all over the place, and. Uh, and I won't ever do that again. Yeah. Because it really did hurt, you know. Your hurt. experience. Uh, yeah, 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 with that one. It's funny, man. Uh, my uh, father-in-law used to have a guy that worked for him that bought a bunch of bootlegs. You know, I don't know where they were coming from, but, uh, you know, back before, you know, uh, you could, you know, torrent whatever you wanted, they were buying, you know, physical copies of bootlegs. And they'd, they'd be exactly what you're talking about, just somebody filming the shit in a, in a movie theater. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you used to see people at the flea market selling that shit, you know. And, yeah. and it's almost like they don't even know they're doing anything wrong, you know. Oh. I, yeah, I refuse to watch that shit. Well, I, at conventions, I still see bootlegs. It's not as... as is relevant. I mean, is as rampant as it used to be. It's it's it's. I think streaming and torrenting has kind of affected that market, but for that, yeah, which is unfortunate effect of the market for the uh, you know the actual product as yeah. well. Not yeah, bootlegs. Um, I mean, bootleggers now. I mean, they're they're bootlegging like legit DVDs and you know Blu-rays too now, and they're doing scanned, you know, really good scanned copies of the covers, you can't even tell the difference between legit shit and, and bootleg stuff anymore, which which is... That's... I've almost made the mistake before. 
Why not a set at the convention? You know, the one guy, you know the guy with the, yeah. we're talking about who had tons of that stuff. That I think you were looking at some of his stuff, too, and, you you know, it looked real at first glance. Yeah, then you, when you really look at it, yeah. you realize it's fuzzy. You see the, you know, the print. It's, uh, yeah. it's a copy. Because it's on inferior paper. Yeah. For one. Well, printers are way better than they used to be. Yeah. I mean, you can get you a nice printer for a few hundred dollars and get you some good quality paper, and you've got a great image. I mean, our, our, our printer in there, you know, just, just for work-related stuff, does, does great color copies. And it's not new, you know. That's an old, you know four or five year old printer just on regular paper but um do you want to talk about uh Captain America I know that was one of your big topics for tonight well I just kept hearing about it I have not looked all into uh, the whole petition I have Captain America have a uh, a boyfriend and uh I know it's not going to be like I haven't even looked at this yet. I know you're. Yeah, you're, go for it. You were telling me about it. It just doesn't make any sense why. You know, he's, it's. He's been around for so long. He's been interested in women. Why does he suddenly want penis? I'm, I'm on Google here. I got. I put in Captain America, Civil War, then just Captain America, Hydra, and then gay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Give Captain America a boyfriend. The campaigns to make Disney's franchise more gay friendly. Yeah, Dale and I were talking about this yesterday, and I just don't, uh, I don't realize, I mean, I don't understand the push behind it. It's just PC shit. Well, not even that, you know, it's just, I don't know, I, I, I really don't get it, I don't know why they think that would even work. And why, why take an already established character and make him gay? Well, I don't know. It's like Dale and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily think about, you know, the way L.A. thinks about things. And yeah. You're really going to ostracize a good bit of your viewers if you do that, you know. And Disney's not going to do something that stupid. No, they're not. No. They're not. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're not going to, you know, come out and bash that or anything, but they're definitely not going to do it because it's going to mean money coming out of their pocket. Yeah. And there's really no advantage to doing it. I know it's, you know, we're talking the, the same thing similar with the Star Wars, you know, with uh, Finn, trying to make Finn uh, you know, homosexual too. But did you see the new movie? You yeah, haven't seen it yet, have you? Oh, did you? What did you think about it? I don't think we've even talked like about it. it on here. I liked it fine. I guess we haven't. I liked it. No, I, I didn't know you'd seen it yet. Well, um,. Did you think there was any kind of romantic relationship no. between him and, and Ray? No. No, the the female. Oh, uh not really. No, I didn't I didn't really get that feeling. I, I kinda thought there was a little bit, but maybe I was just reading it wrong. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I need to watch it again, but I really don't want to pay for it. Because I don't want to uh I don't know, I'm I've still got I stick up my ass about the whole original thing, whole original trilogy. I'm just, just Star Wars in general pisses me off because if I want the original movies in their original cuts, but I won't get into that. But it's, I've got a bad taste in my mouth about Star Wars anyway. 
Um, you could insert a gay joke there if you wanted. That's implied. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch stuff for any sexual or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't really even think a romantic plot is necessary for a lot of time. When they add one, I don't think yeah. it's necessary a lot of time. Well, this you want it out. It's exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person that, uh, you know, especially when I'm reading, I don't like... If I'm reading, like, a sci-fi book or whatever, I don't want them to just stop suddenly and start bawling each other. Right. Uh, it just... I, I, I try to keep the two separate. But then again, you know, if I if I want to think about people blowing each other, I don't want to think about aliens coming out of nowhere and jerking off, which you know I would probably watch that honestly. Uh, I mean, it's like when I'm watching a you know John Claude Van Damme film from '93. You know, I don't want to just all of a sudden he's you know doing some awesome splits and then he goes into a you know love making session with Rosanna Arquette. I mean, I, I don't particularly like this. It's not, not like I mind it. I just think it, uh, you know, it's, it's just like the formula for, for that type of movie. But yeah. I, it's kind of makes things awkward, I think. Well, yeah, like it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Again, uh, it just happens. So suddenly there's but, an yeah. ass. I think people are so used to that formula it would feel weird without it. It's like, all right, that's the time. I'm going to go get a drink and take a piss because I don't want to be in the room with all these other people watching this sex scene, you know. Thrusting. Soft core, yeah, exactly. Thrusting, like, on the rib cage, Yeah. Like, from yeah, Showgirls. Right in the navel. <laughs> Tearing that. Stirring them up. But, uh, I don't know. I don't see the point in that, whatever kind of thing they're trying to push to make, you know, there's really no point to make Captain America gay at all. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're really that butthurt about him not having a, a you know, a boyfriend, I mean, really, I mean... He has not had a boyfriend longer than any of these assholes have been alive. It's just like something to, to get upset about. It seems like the internet's all about just people don't have anything going on, so they're gonna champion some stupid campaign yeah. on the internet. I mean, I feel like they're making some difference, but they're not even remotely. There's, there's other things that are much more important than that. This is uh, Glad's response. This was uh, yesterday. Uh, let's see. Glad says it's getting increasingly difficult to ignore that LGBT people remain almost completely shut out of Hollywood's big budget comic films. Uh, because they're they're aimed at a general, you know, you don't want like hardcore homosexual shit going on with the children's movie. I mean, it's aimed at everyone. You know, it's it's family friendly. I mean, I, I don't know. There shouldn't be any like sexual thing between anybody in those movies, you know. May, you know, Six heterosexual, homosexual, exactly. Um, I don't. God damn! I mean, I want to go see a movie and get away from that shit. You know, quit, quit putting that crap in everything. I'm not not just 
you know, making him gay or anything political. I mean, is it really going to mean something when you shove it down everyone's throat? I mean, you know, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, let it, let it happen naturally. Yeah. You know, if it, it, I mean, if he was a homosexual character, that's cool, but don't change the, the base of the character just, just to suit this, you know, whatever, this political agenda. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's exactly it. I mean, introduce the homosexual character if you really have to. I mean, I could really care less what sexual orientation any of the characters have. It's not really on my mind, you know. I don't, you know, I'm not sitting at home thinking, you know, oh, they're going to go home and do this or that or whatever. I don't really care, you know, one way or the other. That's kind of the way I think about people. I don't really care. I don't want to think about Captain America fighting the Red Skull, and the only thing on his mind is somebody's bum. Like the Winter Soldier or Bucky's ass. That's all that's on his mind. Bucky's ass. Or swollen. Red helmet. Hashtag swollen red helmets. <laughs> yet, yet again, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> um, we always do. I don't know. I mean, it, it probably comes off like we're being like homophobic or something, but I just... I don't care one way or the other, and I don't really think it's necessary to... You know, it... What would it be? The next movie they insert a scene where they have a makeout session or something? I mean, was, is that what what it would amount to? I mean, what does it matter? I mean, you know, I would just rather it not be in there at all. You know, male, female, whatever. You know, no, no relationship at all. I want to see them kicking ass. Yeah. See, to me, it's similar to people trying to shoot more anti-gay stuff in there. Yeah. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see Captain America gay bashing people no. either. You know. Of course not. That's that's not the right. That's not something he would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, it's not political shit. I mean, it's. I, don't know. I think it's gonna push. I think doing this in film or whatever is gonna push the. Uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, the agenda. Yeah. To uh, you know. I don't know. Increase the exposure of of the gay community. But that's not, I don't see that being the way to do it. I don't know. That's just going to piss off people. I agree. It's going gonna, it's gonna to further drive a wedge between between yeah. people. It's not the way to approach, you know, race relations or anything like that. It's to single each other out. You know, we need to focus on our similarities, not our differences. Um, I don't know. It just... You know, I mean, Disney doesn't need to come out on how they stand on, you know, gay relations. They already have, you know. Yeah. They came out against, uh, what was it, Georgia, who was going to pass the, whatever law it was about something or other. And then, you know, uh, AMC came out, so they were going to pull out uh, Walking Dead, and then they were going to pull out. (laughs) No, but but Disney was going to, you know, Disney makes a lot of their shit in Georgia, apparently. So uh, they were going to stop doing all their production there, which immediately, you know, made people change the way they were going to do things because they like money. What? Yeah. Uh, I just think that religious freedom wall, whatever it is they call it, they're going to have to realize that with that being in effect, it can't favor one religion. You know, that's going to have to favor 
Unless I'm completely misunderstanding the law. What exactly is it? Um, the law I haven't really been. It's oh, the law is that uh, you know, say if uh, you you were gay and you and your fiance went to go have a cake made, and, and it it gives somebody oh. who's Christian, who's a devout Christian, it believes to discriminate. It's a sin, yeah. But they don't seem to realize that now that gives Muslims yeah. a right to. You know, do, do that, what they that believe. That doesn't seem like a good... Jews to believe. You know what I mean? On 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 uh, religious grounds. Yes. Okay. So it's anything? It, 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 it has to be. It could be it anything. It can't just be towards Christians. No, I mean, but it, it applies to all aspects of society? I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it applies to all of them. I think, it, from what I know, I guess, like, private business owners, the rights to refuse... Um, that that's not a good. No, it's not at all, and it reminds me a lot of like, you know, the private business owners years ago refusing to serve blacks. Of course. And that's exactly the same fucking thing. The Supreme Court. Money's money, you know. I don't give a shit. If if I don't give a shit who comes in, if I had a business, whoever comes in, as long as they behave themselves and are cool, everything's all right. But if you come in trying to push shit on me, like. You don't believe in pork products, and you say you shouldn't serve bacon. Get the fuck out. I'm not. I'm not. You know, that's not discrimination. That's that's somebody pushing their shit on me. I'm getting off on that weird tangent there. That has really nothing to do with this. But uh, uh, I don't think they understood or understand what they've unleashed with this law. What's the purpose of it? It's so that Christians, devout Christians, won't Can think that they are going against the word of God. You know, like condone... Or, so they could say, you know, I'm going to refuse service to you because you're gay? Yeah. Really? That's exactly what they could say. Yeah. And then that would be legal. It, it wouldn't be... Yeah, it would be totally legal. They wouldn't get the repercussions that that, right. that uh, lady in uh, Kentucky had. Or the... Uh, the cake maker some other state had uh, you know but I mean it, it is a slippery slope I guess because you know, yeah there are even though I, I totally do not agree with that interpretation of homosexuality uh, it's, uh, just because you serve homosexual uh, homosexual food doesn't mean you're like I approve of your lifestyle you know you just you're talking to him as a person, not as a homosexual. I mean, how would you know? <laughs> yeah. Are they gonna wear it on their shirt? I mean, some people do, I'm sure. Well, I know I some people do. As well. But uh, I mean, a lot of the time you're not even gonna know the difference, though. I mean, regardless of what people want to believe. I just uh, I don't know. I don't. It's almost like a knee-jerk reaction to all this. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, a person's a person unless they, you know, fuck with other people or kill people or rape yeah. people. Then you're not a person, you're a thing. And, yeah. you know, just get them out of society. Um, but, I mean, I don't care. I, that's... <sighs> You know, it's I go over it all the time. You know, people talk about you know a man should not lay with another man and all that. That's in Leviticus. 
but that cherry pick, you know, because you're not supposed to wear a shirt made of two different fabrics. That's a sin. That's an abomination in the eyes of God. Eating shellfish is an abomination in the eyes of God. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in trouble. Yeah, we all are. I love shellfish. Uh, yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> we still talk about shellfish here. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's almost like uh, it doesn't apply to the world we live in. No, exactly. It's um, like uh, saying an Orthodox Jew, yeah, you know, has a business, and a woman comes in, and he's like, "I can't serve you because yeah. you're a woman." I, I'm totally against shit like that. Sure, but this would allow that to happen. Really. I'm sure it would. Why wow. wouldn't it? I don't see why it wouldn't. But Supreme Court's going to shut that shit down, right? I'm I'm sure it will. And it should. Yeah. That, and th- this is what's going on in North Carolina? Is that right? Or? And here. And here? Yeah. Really? The similar laws. Again, to my knowledge. Is that is this the bathroom thing? Or is that separate? Uh, the bathroom thing, I think, is... I think might be attached to it in some way in North Carolina. I don't know about here. I don't know. Do we, do we have a bathroom law here? I really don't give a fuck about any of this shit, to tell you the truth, man. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't really care about any of this stuff. I'm not so worried about somebody who identifies as a different sex running into a bathroom and molesting kids. Because that shit happens in... Places that are supposed to be more reputable. Yeah, but it's not, you know, tra- it's not transgenders that are doing the molesting either. No, no, exactly. It's like dude next door yeah. who's married, you know. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not the, uh, the, the weirdos, I guess you would call them. Uh, not, I don't mean that at all in a bad way. But the people who are, you know, have the alternative lifestyle, I suppose. Sure. I don't begrudge anybody wanting to live the life they want to live. It's theirs. It's the only one they have. I wouldn't want somebody doing that to me. Yeah. You know? Eh, as long as you're a good person, I don't really care. Exactly. Live and let live. Yeah. But you know, the people that, yeah, like I said, anyway, fuck it. I I don't really have a stance on any of that anyway. But, anyway. Well, is there any more news you want to talk about? Anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Going on? Um, sure, there is some stuff. You know, Captain America's out. the The summer movie season has started, and uh, it really looks like a lame summer. I don't know if you've looked at I the releases. Thought of anything this summer, dude? It's it's fucking weak, man. It's you got Captain America, and you got uh, Conjuring Two. Finding Dory. I kind of wish you and I had gone to see Batman vs. Superman to see... Have you seen it? No. Yeah. Just, just to see what it's all about. It's a piece of shit. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. We, we did a discussion on it. I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. We, we talked about it on the Sausage Factory. Oh. And, uh... Yeah, I think it was pretty much unanimous except for one guy who... Uh, except for James. James liked it, but uh, I think James was pretty much alone. 
But uh, it was a mess, man. Well, I, I wouldn't really recommend wasting your time watching it, to tell you the truth. Did, did you see Man of Steel? Yes. Yeah. Well, did you like Man of no. Steel? Yeah, it's that exact same shit. That's what I kind of figured. See, I hadn't seen Man of Steel, and I, I didn't really have any desire to watch Man of Steel. But I watched Batman vs. Superman, then I went back and watched Man of Steel the next day. You know, we, we got it on Voodoo. And, uh... I gotta say, I like Batman vs. Superman better than Man of Steel. The... Man of Steel was a piece of shit. I mean, Zod was good, but other than, you know, I, I love Michael Shannon. But, uh... I don't like the guy that plays Superman. I think he's very wooden. He, he's not charismatic at all. Like, he lacks very much of what, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve had. I think Christopher Reeve really embodied that character. Um, you know, he, he gave that, that character personality, which I think is what the current, whatever his name is, I don't give a shit what his name Henry is. Cavill. Yeah. Cavill, whatever. He uh, very much looks like Superman, the dude, you know, got the, you know, the rocking body and everything else, you know, Superman has got to have these days. All the superheroes are just fucking like ripped up steroid freaks That's now. The thing. You look at Christopher Reeve, yeah. Superman, yeah. he's really not. No, he's got fat dad body, man. He's. Yeah. Well, he'll beat your ass, you know? And he's. Boy. You know, it's like you said, he, he has charisma. Yeah. A character. He's not just. You know, I don't know. Snapping next. I don't know. It's just a different, different time, man. Movies are different. It's just. It's all CG action and. You know, I've told you this plenty of times before. It just it puts me to sleep, just the nonstop action. It's like sensory overload for me. I just it's too much. But the best thing about Batman versus Superman, I'll say, was the Batman part of it. I did like uh, Affleck as Batman. Batfleck. I've heard that. I've heard he's actually pretty good. I liked him a lot. I, I was really intrigued with a lot of stuff they were doing there, but they didn't really have enough time. It was like this should have been two or three movies. Yeah, they put too much in there with Wonder yeah. Woman showing up. They put Wonder Woman in there, Wonder which Man. all they're doing is gearing up to a uh, Justice League. Justice League, yeah. Too fast. They're trying to catch up with Marvel, and they're hurting themselves. They're hurting themselves exactly. Because I think if they were to buy their time, you know, just have Batman and Superman yeah. and introduce Wonder Woman and all that, yeah, people. If they could make stronger stories, people would look forward to that, just like Marvel. I mean, it, it's really, you know, the Suicide Squad, that's another one coming out this summer. Yeah. Which, we'll talk about that in a minute, but it, uh, the, the success of that's really gonna, gonna depend, you know, that's what's gonna let everybody know what's gonna happen with DC. You know, they may not even do more standalone movies. They may just do a, go straight to Justice League and call it quits. You know, who knows? If it's not making money. Well, they've got Wonder Woman coming out. they got a Wonder Woman standalone movie. They've got a... You know, they, Affleck has said there he's going to start working on a standalone Batman movie. I don't know what Superman's doing. He's already blown his load by fighting Doomsday. Yeah, see, I already know how that all ends. And I knew Everybody that was going to happen when they Everybody threw does. Down. It's stupid. Um... Uh, I mean, it's not a spoiler because you already know. Yeah. You read the comic 20 years ago. 25 years ago, whatever it was. Um, 23 years ago. It's 94, I think. Oh, it was 20, yeah. Close enough. Um, 
Yeah, so when they mentioned Doomsday, I was like, well, yeah. I mean... Why? Why go to Doomsday? That's another big complaint I had from the get-go. What about Jesse Eisenberg? I didn't have as much of a problem as a lot of other people did. A lot of other people were really, really put off by him. I, uh... Yeah, I, I won't really get into it. But. He made some interesting choices as far as an act, you know, acting goes. Um, lots of really odd things they stuck in there. Uh, and is, this is actually, he's Lex Luthor's son. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Which, there's really not a lot there. You don't really know what's going on. You know, what? his name's Lex also. I don't know. I thought Lex was the son of Lionel Luther. I don't know anything about, like, Lex Jr. or whatever the fuck his name is. So, I mean, I was, you know... I, it's stuff like that. You know, I'd like to know more about what's going on. You know, I don't, I don't like origin stories, but I need something to chew on. You know, yeah. I mean, let me know what's up in this world you've just created. Um, because they... So they'll get the point, Lex, so. I don't know. I mean, Lex is not in this world anymore. I'm assuming he's dead. I don't know. Oh. But, uh, some interesting stuff with uh, Batman, like, there's one, one scene, you know, it's like they had a whole lot going on and they had to edit it down to this three-hour fucking monstrosity. But, uh, you know, the, the unrated cut's like five hours long. But, is uh. Is that actually coming out? I think it's coming out as an extra on the on the Blu-ray. Is what I've heard. I don't know, but uh, they pan through the Batcave and you get to see one of the old suits that's got uh, the Joker painted something on it. It was like uh, I had the last laugh or you know something with the Joker painted on one of the suits, and I was like, that's really cool. I'd like to know more about what happened there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad. It seemed more intriguing than yeah, a lot of the other definitely. Uh, shit I was, that I've been seeing. I'm, I'm not a Zack Schneider fan. Um, so I really wish he'd move on to something else and let somebody else take on these projects. Um, I think Zack Snyder's a great cinematographer. I think he needs to stick to that and let somebody tell him what to do. Um, but I don't really like him as a director personally. Um, but, the stuff looks good. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Some great shots, man. Some of the some of the camera work's really cool. Some of the you know the angles and stuff. But uh, but Suicide Squad looks cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing Harley Quinn. I don't like Will Smith. So I'm not like I don't like that part of it. Dead shot. I don't I don't like Will Smith at all. I'm, I may not even buy a ticket to it. I'll buy a ticket to see you know something else, and then go see that. I'm curious about Jan Weedo's Joker. I bet I he'll do a good job. I first saw it, but I'm willing to give it a chance now. I bet he'll do a good job, I really do. That's the thing, you know. I, yeah. I think he will, too. See, I mean, we all forget. We all said the same shit about uh, you know, Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know, who's now, like, the best Joker ever, you know. I think pretty much everybody says, you know, either him or Jack Nicholson. Completely different characters. But. Well, that's the thing. They're, they're different interpretations. Yeah. So this is just another one. You yeah. Know? Cedro Romero had his own. Yeah. Um, 
that's fine. I mean, that's I'm, yeah. I'm open to seeing. I actually like that yeah. seeing different interpretations sure. of a same great character. Yeah, the Joker to me is one of the best comic book villains. Yeah, out there. Yeah, uh, that's that's what Batman has over villains. Pretty much anybody else. Yeah. So many good ones. That's why, I mean, why didn't they pick a better villain for that Superman movie, Batman vs. Superman? Superman's got great villains, too. That's what, you know, DC's got villains. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, why would you blow your load, literally, in the first movie? Like, I just don't get it. Uh, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll probably end up checking it out. Well, you're a big Batman fan, so I, I know I you'll Batman. probably check it out. Yeah, Batman stuff's really cool. I think probably one of the best parts about the movie. I like his suit, yeah. and I like his. Uh, I actually like the Batmobile uh, in, uh, in this one because I never got into the Tubbler. I didn't like it either. I didn't get uh, in any of those vehicles. But there was no. I understand the realism aspect of yeah. it, but yeah. it's still a comic book movie. I'd like to yeah. see some. Something that I... Okay, I'm just going to go off on a tangent here because it's been bugging me. I like to see in sci-fi and fantasy um, properties things that are unique. You know, they just look cool as hell. Case in point for me is Star Trek. You know, all the ships are great. I mean, the Enterprise Mm -hmm. is a very unique vehicle. But, you know, the Klingons, Romulans, all of them have awesome vehicles. Yeah. And then, you know, I rewatched uh, the first of the J.J. Abrams Star Treks uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I, I like it still. It's it's all right. But uh, that Romulan ship, that Romulan mining ship, looks like asshole. Because it's just a lot of crap. There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing that looks like, wow, that's an awesome ship. It just looks like shit. Yeah, people say, well, it's a mining ship. It's not supposed to look all that good. Well, the mining ship in Alien, you know, looked... Uh, it didn't look like, you know, a, a great-looking vehicle, but it still had a yeah, unique, unique look to it, yeah. you know? It was... I don't know. It was cool to see. I didn't like the Romulan ship and the Star Trek thing. I don't know. It just... Was this it. in the first movie? Yeah. And you'd seen that before? Yeah, yeah, I saw it when it came out. You've seen? Have you seen Into Darkness? I do not like Into Darkness whatsoever. I've heard that too. Uh, I absolutely hate it. As a really big Star Trek fan, I, I haven't even thought about watching those new movies. You think I should? I just don't have any desire to watch it, man. I, I mean, I, I know I may be like a stick in the mud type approach, but. Well, let me put it this way. I've grown to be a pretty big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I went back and watched the older movies, the older crew. We need to do that, man. We need to do a show on that. Yeah, I'd love to. Because I haven't seen those old movies in years. Yeah. Like 20, 30 Wrath years. of Khan is coming out. The director's cut on Blu-ray, I think, finally. That's awesome. That's my favorite movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. But... Um, this, you know, I'd always heard that there was a whole thing where every other one, like the second, fourth, one, those are good ones, but there's others that are good out of that, too. I like three, Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. It's the first one that really gives me problems, because it's so slow. I don't like the first one, either. Um, but uh, I went back and watched those, and I went back and watched the original series, which is 
Mm-hmm. William Shatner to me is a shining part of that because his acting is yeah. awesome. I laughed so much when he would like just you know chimp out on screen. You know, make those faces right. he does. And yeah. shit. it's he's really awesome and and uh, the the uh, you know the Spock, Kirk, and Bones all it's all it's good to see them all together. Yeah, uh, you know. And I watched the animated series from the 70s, which is great. Is it? It's like a good continuation of the original series. I've never watched that before. Check it out. Man. It's it's all the original actors coming back to voice their characters, except for uh, uh, Walter Kodak. But he wasn't even in the first season. You know, Chekhov never was in season one. Uh, it, it, seriously, it's a shame they canceled the original series when they did. Mm-hmm. But this... Mm-hmm. This flows right along with them because it's seventy three, so it's not that long after. Yeah. Um, so they canceled the original series, and then they went did the animated right after uh, filmation. Uh, the original series was sixty six to sixty eight, and then and then seventy three was filmation. Seventy seven, they were going to make another TV series with the original crew. That didn't work out. It turned into the film. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they ended the original series because if not, we may not have had the films. Possibly. I mean, it, it may not have turned out the way it did. I liked the movies a lot. Well, that's the thing. You know, I I really do like that property. I prefer it over Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I like. I have more fun with that. Yeah. Personally, it's it's more of a heady. Yeah. Uh, it really makes you think. That's what I like about Star Trek. Yeah. Exactly. I have. Even though you could watch the original series and see why they're really hampered by budgets, yeah. the cost we go on, like yeah. a world that's like the 1930s Chicago, yeah. Yeah. stuff like that, the Romans and all that, it's yeah. all, it's not very spacey, but it's still a good solid story. Yeah. It's shit they had laying around, I'm sure. Yeah, like, exactly. That's we got this works. Roman set here, we got to use yeah. this shit. We got shit this Wild West set, yeah. so yeah. You know, you're going to be fighting Wyatt yeah. Earp at the OK Corral. And here's Abe Lincoln. We've got this Abe Lincoln suit. Fuck. You, know, <laughs> you know that's how it was. That's exactly. You the know set designer I mean? was like, all right, we got this shit here. Now you need to write something around this because we've got $3 in the budget. Yeah, exactly. But they did it. Yeah. That's what I love about yeah. it. They had some really solid yeah. stories. Yeah. And uh, I, I heard people saying that the third season took a hit because some people uh, left. And there's... You know, some of the episodes are, but some of the best episodes are in season three. Really? I really think the show was strong enough to have kept going. But having said all that about that property, uh, Abrams, he did all right with with the uh, 2009 Star Trek or whatever that was. Um, you know, Chris Pine, I, I like him fine. There's parts of it I don't care for. I don't like the love interest between Uhura and Spock. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of annoying. I didn't realize there was one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zachary uh, Quinto. Quinto, he's homosexual. Yeah. So it's full circle. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, well, there's your, you know, there you go. It's, it's. I like it fine. You know, people complain about the lens flares. They're there in spades in that movie. But, uh, all in all, I enjoyed it okay. Lens Flare City. 
It's insane. It is really it? is insane. Wow. And like the Enterprise is going there, and there's a planet or a sun back here, and it's just like flashing. You know, you see more lens flare than you do the ship. Yeah. But, uh, well, I've been a J.J. Abrams fan since like Cloverfield and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, for years now. I like him. I and do. Alias. I love the show Alias. Yeah. That was one of his earlier projects. You know, kind of like. Uh, Whatever the guy that, that is doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, no, no, no. Who's the the writer of Avengers? I'm sorry, I'm getting all twisted. The guy that did Buffy. Oh, like, I liked uh, Buffy a lot. He, he's the guy who also wrote for uh, Roseanne, right? They may have. Oh, fuck. I just totally derailed everything. Uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, so he did. I, I was a big, you know, for Roseanne. big fan of Joss Whedon, you know, a lot of shit he did. Now he's, you know, kind of hit the big time. And James Gunn, you know, I liked a lot of his stuff with, uh, not necessarily the stuff with Trauma, but I liked uh, Slither a lot. Yeah, Slither's awesome. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, really well. it's nice to see some of these guys that are, you know, not a whole lot older than us that have done, you know, really cool shit. Yeah. And now they're kind of getting their, their due in Hollywood, but, um. I feel like Abrams is, is due a... He, he's due a miss at some point, man. Well, he I did, think he had it with Into Darkness. Really? Dude, they take... Uh, well, I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because I doubt you'll see it. You're not I'm gonna, probably not going to watch it, man. I'll tell you the truth. I don't they know take the, the biggest point of Star Trek Two. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's done really well because uh, Winnie Nimoy is really awesome in that role. Mm-hmm. They fucking reverse it in Into yeah. Darkness. Yeah, but it's Kirk in there. And it is so shitty and so ham fisted. It's, it's not a nod to it. It's not at all a nod to it. It's stupid as fuck. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then they like inject Khan's blood in him and he's okay. That's exactly what it is. Benedict Cumberbatch, who I do like, is no con. Yeah. Uh, the Klingons in there, you know. It was cool that Michael Dorn was back as a Klingon. Oh, really? You know, That's yeah. cool. I love Michael Dorn. I do, too, you know. Um, but uh, I hated it. I really did hate it. Because it was just, like, shoehorning shit in there just for fan service is what it was. And it was so... That, that, to me, was insulting, what they did with that. Because that was, like, again, one of the best scenes in Star Trek. That's, that seems unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. I mean, to do it that, that way. They could have found any other way mm-hmm. to do it. Nah. They, they thought, well, let's do this. It's awesome. Let's reverse it. That's really cool. No. It's in no way cool. But, I mean, you're doing this whole new world. You're doing the second movie. Why even do Khan? Why, why do that as a plot line? Why not go any any other direction? I mean, just to separate yourself further from the... Well, that's what they did with the first one. I think right. that's why I like the first one fine. Yeah. You know, even though old Spock is in it, uh, it still stands on its own. That's the only way I'm going to be able to get behind that, is if they separate themselves, like, a yeah. whole lot from the original... I mean, I, I wish they'd just done a complete reboot of everything. Like, well, not not the same characters, I mean. Like, a totally different movie. Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they might as well have. I, I wish they had. That's one thing I actually really like about what they did is the homages they did to the 60s. 
the, the you know the uniforms and the fucking the uh, it's really cool because inside the ship and the engine rooms and stuff it looks like a warehouse with pipes and shit just like the old one that's cool it doesn't look like it belongs yeah. on a, you know on a spaceship two three hundred years in the future but uh, you know that that was I really did like that and the music you know they actually redid the theme. Alexander Courage's original theme and it's really well done that's why I was so disappointed on Into Darkness I actually bought Into Darkness to watch it on Blu-ray thinking I'd love it oh yeah and I sold it you sold it um, you should have got that UV code I don't know that I even thought of it I wouldn't have watched <laughs> I mean I just I mean I you know as we're getting older I start to think like do I really need to waste my time on this? Yeah. You know, I've got little time left on this earth. Do I want to watch something I know I'm probably not going to like? You know, and that's kind of the way I was with like Batman vs Superman. Like, I only watch that stuff if I've got something else to do. I want to go in the background. I don't know, dude. I'm getting like I'm an old crotchety fuck now. Like, I'm like fuck everything new. I'm like I just want to watch the old shit that I know that I like. You know, yeah. that's, that's kind of the way I'm getting because. Whenever I try to venture out and watch something new, I don't like it. You know, I mean, it's not that I, you know, am opposed to new things. It's just I don't want to waste my time on shit I'm not going to yeah, like, you know. It's usually trash. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I don't want to be stuck in something like the 80s or anything or the 90s. But, uh, you know, like case in point, Independence Day, you know, it was good for its time. Yeah. It has not aged well yeah. at all. And I'm not looking forward to this new one. You're not looking forward to it? Not really. That's probably, like, the only movie I'm, like, legitimately looking forward to, like, that, Conjuring 2. I do think you and I need to go see Independence Day. Yeah. ID4, too. I want to see it. I'm going to keep my expectations really low. Maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. It'll probably be, like, Transformers on crack or something, you know, is what it's going to be. Well, no, and Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah. Emmerich, uh, he had a few... Uh, interesting films and then he's just like doing the same shit like like I still enjoy Stargate The Patriot was good he did that too? yeah, yeah those are both good you know uh, you know, he tried to branch out and he did well but uh, you know Independence Day again does not age well I mean, did I'm he, not going to go into Godzilla again what was the uh, did he do the end of the world movie with Jake Gyllenhaal what movie was that where uh it was the dire wolves came out and were fighting everybody. Oh shit! Was that him? Uh, that did the day after tomorrow. Was that his? Okay, yeah. That's they same fought day. off in South Park so well. Yeah. That movie. I walked in on that. I was still working in the theater, and seeing the ice literally chasing Jake Gyllenhaal, just I almost laughed and pissed off everybody in there. That is stupid. I mean. <laughs> You know, it's like literally just hauling ass after him because it's freezing so fast. Yeah. I, I saw that in the theater. I was probably in there when you walked in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I paid to see it. I paid to see a lot of his shit in those days, but that was just, you know, I had a lot more free time, so I went to the movies a lot more. But uh, I just remember walking in to Brokeback Mountain, and it happened to be that scene. It's the only scene I, I saw for the longest time. In the tent, when they're together, and I walk in there, and he's just like spitting on his finger. Yeah. Heath Ledger is, and rubbing it all in Jay Gyllenhaal's butthole. 
And I just start laughing. I had to get out. Oh, shit. He was... Oh, shit. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, it's oh, it's really, fuck. really funny, man. That's the scene that my that's brother put on a loop yeah. for my father on his TV. That's what I was going to say. That's before you bought the, like, super deluxe steelbook Criterion release. <laughs> I just love that Dad shut it off, but yeah. the sound system was yeah. still on. He couldn't turn that off. So all you hear is spitting and, like, yeah. rustling and fucking. Does <laughs> <laughs> it, it get that graphic with it? Well, they're like, they're like hardcore making out and shit. And then he just throws Jake over, you know, and rips his britches down. So, so his bare ass is there. He rips his pants down. He just spits on his finger. And you just see him, like, digging in there. Uh, and he starts going to town. And Randy uh, Quaid's outside the tent with reptilians, you know, just feeding off like crazy. So Jake's the lady? <laughs> yes, very much so. And Heath Ledger's the other guy, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's... The fuck are we talking about? That's the <laughs> we'll come a full circle again. We found a theme for this episode. The first half of Brokeback Mountain is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because it's so over the top. But the second half of it actually is sad. It really is. Yeah. Is that when they... Like the one... Heath Ledger gets married to the woman... Yeah, when they go to separate ways, but they still... I've seen that part just, just in videos. Yeah. Like, I was doing... I, I was cutting out some, you. I was getting some sound bites for the show, actually. And that's, that's what I've seen. What I've seen in the movie. Um, well, you ready. need to get the sound bite of that tent scene. And okay. you need to study it in here. I'm not Lock the gonna, door and just yeah. have it as loud as possible. Oh, oh God damn. man. I was like, what's he lubing up? Oh, shit! Oh, he's lubing his asshole up. Oh, fuck. That's hardcore, man. You have no... You have, like, a notepad. You're, like, yeah. writing notes and equations and shit. But just how it works. Spit equals sodomy. Divided by ganal sex. Um, what, anal... Anal sucking or whatever. Like we just saw in that movie. I'd, uh... <laughs> um, There's other scenes that are... Uh, I think you would enjoy more that are much more intimate. I don't really want to talk about that. Alright. I've been watching a lot of shit lately that's not that. Um, have you ever seen Street Smart with Christopher Reeve? I know we were talking about him earlier. <laughs> no. I don't think I've heard of yeah? it. Yeah? Uh, it's really good. It's got him and Morgan Freeman in it. Christopher Reeve, Morgan, Christopher Reeve and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Morgan Freeman's a pimp. And, He's uh, a pimp? Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's from 87. And Christopher Reeve is a reporter. And he basically, he, he gets this, this idea to do a, uh, a special story on a, uh, on, on a pimp that he knows, and he winds up not being able to get it. So he makes it all up. And then turns out Morgan Freeman is... Uh, on trial for something, they're trying to prove his innocence, and they basically uh, everybody thinks that the story that Christopher Reeve wrote about was written about Morgan Freeman, like about his you know lifestyle and his thoughts on politics and all this shit. So they basically uh, set it up to make it look like they're good friends, and then you know he's basically forced to say, "Oh yeah, you know," and then you know, Morgan Freeman's like, "You know." I'm kill you and everybody you know if you don't you know do this so 
it's a really cool story. Really, really good movie. It's I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Really, uh, really good movie. I'd recommend that to everybody. I remember somebody told me about Morgan Freeman being a pimp, and I had to see it. And of course, I love Christopher Reeve. It, it was nice seeing them kind of reverse roles a little bit, you know, apart from what they normally do. You know, Morgan Freeman being the you know older black man who gives everybody advice in movies. You know, basically that's yeah. <clears throat> what his role's been for 20 years. You know. Narrating everything. Like Red and Shawshank Redemption and shit. And then I went back to the field and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, he was like a hardcore pimp, like cussing and shit all the time, calling everybody bitch, and it was pretty cool. But I saw that, uh... Watched Gremlins 2 a couple times. Really enjoyed that. Because uh, we did a, a little uh, commentary on that, didn't we? I don't know, Gremlins 2. Ghostbusters Oh, we did too. Ghostbusters 2, that's right. I watched Gremlins 2 with the kids. I love it. I watched, I watched Gremlins, and then we watched Gremlins 2. But I actually like Gremlins 2 a lot better, understandably. Um, but, uh, see, what... A few other things I wanted to mention. Bone Tomahawk is one I was telling you about that I really enjoyed. Uh, definitely check that one out. Maybe we can do a show on that sometime. Uh, I saw Joy. Have you heard about Joy? I watched that one over the weekend. It's the uh, uh, Oscar vehicle for uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Oh, okay. And yet another movie that her and uh, Bradley Cooper are in. She plays this like lady that invents the uh, the miracle mop. I don't, you've probably seen the mop. It's the one that everybody uses now. That you can uh, you just take it and you like uh, take the end of it and it rings itself out. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the one that everybody uses. She invented that, and it's basically her whole story. And they really, you know. Add a lot of flavor to that story, I think. But kind of an odd movie, I think, to for them to make. An odd, uh, odd all around. But it's from David O. Russell, and he's he, he did uh, he's done a bunch of movies with them. He did uh, American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, all with the same you know Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. The Three Kings is something I saw not too long ago. Really. I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg and what, Clooney was in it? Clooney, uh, Ice Cube. It was good? I've never seen it. Yeah, check it out, man. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was uh, one of his first or earlier movies. That was back in 99. Yeah, I remember when it came out. I'll add that to my list now. And uh, see, last thing I mentioned is uh, the Angry Birds movie. I saw that today with the kids, and uh, it was good for what it was. I thought it was really, really unique idea that you know. Have you ever played the game Angry Birds? Uh, I'm sure, you've seen it. Yeah, I don't it. think I have. It's just slingshotting birds over it. You're trying to knock down a house, you know, with pigs on it. Well, I wouldn't even just slingshotting birds alone would be enough for me. But, uh, 
same same company that, that does the game their studio did the movie the animation for the movie and the, the, the animation looked really good and uh, Jason Sudeikis is the main voice and uh, Josh Gad is in there which Josh Gad's funny as shit he's a great voice actor too uh, I, I really like him he was in uh, uh you probably didn't see Frozen, but did you, you haven't seen Pixels, but he was in Pixels. I've heard his name. Danny McBride was in there. Uh, Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, Peter Dinklage, Sean Penn. Yeah, I've been watching Peter Dinklage a while lately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been what I've been up to these days. So, have you seen anything cool? Anything you want to talk about? trying to think um, apart what? from your <coughs> Game of Thrones yeah I've been I never seen Game of Thrones until like three days ago when you've been watching <laughs> the last Friday right the day after I finished my finals uh-huh. and yeah now I'm like over halfway through season five so that's pretty much all I've been watching I thoroughly enjoy it Peter Dinklage is awesome in it. But, uh... I, uh... What, I revisited um, As Good As It Gets. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are telling me about that. Uh, I hadn't seen that since probably the early 2000s. And, uh, it holds up really Does well. It? I really like it. Uh, you know, it's... You, like, Helen Hunt, you don't really see much of anymore. Um, or Greg Kinnear, even though I know they're still doing stuff. Or Jack Nicholson, really. He's not doing anything. Oh, he doesn't need to. <clears throat> he's uh, doing Lakers games. He's sitting on his ass yeah. at Lakers games. That's all he's doing. But uh, it was interesting. You know, Cooper Gooding Jr. again is not really doing much. It was really weird watching that and like, where did these people go? Who did Cuba play? Uh, the friend of Greg Kinnear. I guess one of his agents or whatever. You know, you say Cuba Gooden Jr.'s not doing anything, but he he just did that OJ show. I think he yeah, played he did OJ. That. Was he OJ? I haven't seen it. I think so. Well, I talk about like big movies. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these people in big movies in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, I, I really do like the movie a lot. It was interesting seeing Maya Rudolph uh, before anything. Yeah. She's in there just for a few seconds as a police officer. And then the, uh, cannot remember her name, but the lady who played Rita and Dexter, she's in there. Julie Benz? Yeah, Julie Benz. She's the secretary that uh, asked uh, Jack's character, how does he write women so well? And he said, I take away all reasoning. I think of a yeah. man, take away all reasoning and accountability. Uh, That's such a great quote, man. Man, the movie's very quotable. But uh, I love it. I really do. I think it really holds up. I loved it the first time I saw it. But uh, <laughs> that was the first, maybe the first uh, widescreen VHS I bought. Oh, really? Yeah. Oddly enough, Suncoast had it used a widescreen, so I picked it up. You think that's what uh, Paul Feig said? 
about uh, running Ghostbusters. He said he, talk, he takes a man, takes away all reasoning and accountability, and then makes Ghostbusters. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get sidetracked on that. I just thought it was a, appropriate. I, I, yeah, I don't want to get into Ghostbusters either. Uh, well, real quick, I'll say I saw that trailer yet again with an audience today. Yeah. They, Sony did uh, the Angry Birds. Dude, I don't know. I've, every movie I've gone to see this year, I think, has had that fucking trailer in it. Uh, They're worried. They are worried. And you know what it was, though? This is a new movie. Ju- just came out last Friday. It's the original trailer. The first one. Not the new one. You know, the new one that's out now? Trailer number two? This was the original trailer. They're really worried. And they should be. Well, it's funny. Uh, like, my dad was uh, over the other day on YouTube watching music videos. Old 80s yeah. music videos. Yeah. Before every single fucking one of them, they had... A trailer for Finding Dory. Every single one. And, uh... I'm wondering if Disney's worried about that because of the failure of the good dinosaur. I don't know. I never saw it, so I don't know. But no, I, I love Good Dinosaur. Do. I think it's a great movie. Really? I, I want to see it. Um, um, is it on the Voodoo? Maybe on the Voodoo. If it's on Voodoo, I'll check it out as well. Just for the fuck of it, I'll see if it's on there because I, I mean I've got it. I've got the Blu-ray. Um, but uh, you know I don't know. It, it doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. It matters if it makes money. Um, I don't know why Sony would be a. Fr- I mean that's that's probably the main movie I'm looking forward to this summer is uh, Finding Dory. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of that shit, but, you know, it's been a long time since that first movie came out. Yeah, it has. uh, I guess the other stuff I went back and watched, uh, I don't know why it is when I get stressed writing papers and uh, studying for exams. I go back to silent movies, apparently. (laughs) So I watched a hell of a lot of Chaplin Keaton and Fatty Arbuckle and man I I love that stuff I really do Uh, it's interesting seeing at the time the Chaplin stuff really doesn't have that racial insensitivity that you see in a lot of stuff like that the Fatty Arbuckle stuff does does it Uh, but uh, you know I watched the general I finally sat down and watched my Blu-rays of the general and uh, Steamboat Bill Jr. And Keaton is a fucking wizard at stunts on film. It's all him doing it. You know, you've seen the moment him standing there and the side of the house falls. Mm-hmm. Just that one window yeah. falls over him. Yeah. That could have killed him. Right. But, you know, he's doing... I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by everything I see him in. You know, Chaplin was good at uh, the drama, the dramatic comedy part of it, but Keaton ruled the camera stunts and everything. He really did. Um, so it was good to go back and see those. Uh, I think I, then I realized that I need to pick up some stuff that I, I don't have. You know, uh, I had them on VHS, but I, I just don't have them on DVD. Um, I watched uh, 
Richard Attenborough's Chaplin movie with Robert Downey Jr. Is that good? I like it. That's 94? No, 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 91. I don't believe I've ever seen that. Downey Jr. was excellent at it. That was back when he was still on heroin. I bet he was worth the fuck back then. I hate You know, I he did a great job. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is in it. He must have done it right after he did Sauce of the Lambs. Really? Or before. You know, they both came out the same year. Um, which is, you know, it takes me to Dracula because I still see him channeling Hannibal as Van Helsing. Yeah. You know, just the way he looks and craziness. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Chaplin's good. It's just so much material that you can't really put it in a film like that. Well, somebody who had a life like that. What's, uh, what's your theory of uh, the time traveler in the Chaplin uh, movie? It's just a woman with some of this. Um, is he think it's bullshit? Why is she going to get single? It's a bullshit, right? Yeah. Okay. We, the only reason we say that is because we see it all the time. So that's what we take it as. I don't know what she's got against her here. That's pretty interesting, though. More time showers. I don't know what the fuck that is. It looks like shit. Um, but uh, anybody who has any interest in Chaplin, I'd recommend uh, a documentary called Chaplin's Goliath. About his first being heavy, named Eric Campbell, a Scotsman. You know, he played the villain in a lot of you know, all of Chaplin's mutual films, and uh, he's awesome at it. He died in a car accident in 1917, uh, which is a shame because he was great. Chaplin had other good supporting actors, but I, Eric Campbell is great. Now, there's a whole documentary about him. What was the name of that documentary? Chaplin's Goliath. I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything. I've got it on the uh, Mutual Films collection. In Search of That's Scotland's it. Forgotten Star? Yeah. Add that to my list. Um, so, just a good film documentary. That's so why we're talking about this. Have you seen this shit? Let me find a better Get picture. Get up there and see what happened that is. Just, just out of curiosity, I wanted you to see this. You see what he's wearing? Yeah. Is it just a coincidence? I'm sure it has. He's wearing a t-shirt, it looks like. We're, we're looking at some bullshit that is more proof <laughs> yeah, of let's a, put this on the... More uh, proof of a time traveler. I was just curious. I've seen it before, and I was just curious what Dale thought about it. I don't know. We, we, well, we want to believe so bad, don't we? What? I think that's why you and I were so interested in all that as kids. I'd hope for all that to be true. But I think if people were just traveling through time doing that shit, they'd be fucking up everything. Totally, man. You'd be like, uh, what is it, the butterfly effect? Yeah. I, I honestly think if time travel is possible, that it... it that to me would mean that there's parallel universes. Yeah. That's the only way it could happen to me. I think, I don't know. It, it just seems like that would be the only way to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can go back and change something at a pivot point, and that's where that veers yeah. off. It would have to be, but I mean, it's all, you know, it's all theory. Who knows? Um, there's a, uh, you know, get this back to movies. <clears throat> One of the Tom Cop movies, and maybe Tom Cop 3. I'm a big fan of Tom Cop movies. Uh, the guy goes back, and, and uh, he, he's got these, like, like hardcore, like, futuristic Uzis. And he goes back, like, in uh, the old West days, you know, and they've got, like, tons of gold. I think it's gold or silver or some shit. He just like pulls that shit out and blows them all away. It's just really cool. Like you know, people be doing shit like that. If, yeah. You know, that's all it would be about is money. Be going back and like getting diamonds or some shit. So they took what well, basically how the first one began yeah. back in time. I mean, yeah. what the? That's yeah, totally. Yeah, that is a cool idea. Yeah, uh, that's all the Tom Cop movies are. It's uh, they just make three. They're pretty well done. Yeah. Two and three, I thought were pretty good. I love the first one; that's classic. It's uh, who's in two and three? It's an Asian guy. Yeah, I can't I remember his name. Asian. I just I couldn't remember who. I think it's the same guy in both of them. I, I could be getting it confused. Uh, who is this? Uh, Jason Scott Lee. Okay, he's the same guy. The same guy that played uh, Bruce Lee. In the in the dragon Bruce Lee story, I was a big fan of that movie. Came out. But uh, well, I guess we go and get into our main topic of discussion here. Yeah. The pusher films, and I had seen these before, and I kind of pushed them on you, no pun intended. Uh, but so this is your first viewing of these, and I guess you can just start with the first one and let us know what you thought. Uh, I don't know. The first one was fine. It was really gritty, you know. It was yeah. Uh, to me, uh, Pusher is uh, kind of the epitome of that grittiness that really showed up in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, it's just that uh, the main guy is a piece of shit. Uh, he's only out for himself. Yeah. I mean, I liked the movie. I think it was done well. It yeah. just, it didn't hook me. That's why I was worried. I was worried about Pusher too. Yeah, yeah, I know you were. That's why I wanted you to. I wanted you to see it because I knew you're a big fan of Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. From the Hannibal show and other stuff, but I thought he was one of the standout parts yeah, he of that was movie. Easily. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think it hurts the first one when he. Steps out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, you know, the older I get, the more nostalgic I get for the later 90s. Even yeah. I really don't like a lot of the films in the late yeah. 90s. Uh, because it's too gritty. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be gritty, and it, yeah. most of it sucks ass. Yeah, I don't know if this is, this probably is influenced by Pulp Fiction, because I think everything was. Maybe. But, you know, we talked about the handheld the second film's like that too I didn't remember it being that way but they're both majority of films are handheld shots I think that's was part of the uh, charm of them at the time uniqueness I guess to to add realism yeah, it, yeah. you know and about that time is when it started to become popular yeah but you know remember as kids yeah no, every, no. everything was stationary shots yeah. which I still prefer yeah handheld has its place 
but it's gone way out of control. It's probably that we're just so used to seeing it. It's, it takes us out of our element. I hate not being able to focus on anything. Yeah. But, uh... Well, shaky cam doesn't really bother me. You know, with the, uh... What is it? The first person's perspective. The uh, found footage style that's so popular yeah. these days. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I know it gives some people uh, motion sickness. You know, yeah. like, like Cloverfield and, uh, you know, other, other dumb shit like that. So many of them. Like, Blair Witch, you know, was probably the first of that style. But uh, That was... Boy Witch 97? Or was it 96? Uh, it was at least 97, maybe 98. Um. Well, no, it's interesting. I always enjoy seeing, uh. 99. 99? Oh, damn. I knew I was already. I was in college, I think, when I saw it. Yeah, I, I should have known because I drove to the fucking theater. I worked out at the time, so. Could have been but uh, uh, I, I like checking out foreign films. Yeah, sure. You know, and uh, and I don't know. It's the style from the '90s that that I, I've gotten to where I kind of enjoy. Uh, like like I was saying, the substitute, you know, yeah. with uh, Tom Berger. The very end of that. With a, I don't know what it is with the cinematography at the very end of that film. Yeah. Whether they're walking out of the school and the sun's slowly coming up. Okay. It's just that right there is it just sticks out to me for some reason. It's that it's that grainy feel to it. You know, it's nothing it's not a beautiful sunset. Yeah. But it's like a sunset you would actually see. Yeah. It it put on film the way it feels to stay up all night and watch the sun come up. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Um, but uh, no, I I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad you, you you know you recommended it and brought it over. It had been a while since I'd seen him because I really saw him before. You know, I saw both these films, all all three of his films he did over in. Uh, where is he from again? I know he's Danish. Uh, anyway, we. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen him, you know, before Drive came out, you know, which really put him on the map, you know, nationally, doing his big American film. But I, you know, I was a fan of his, you know, before he became a household name. Now he's got, you know, Neon Demon coming out, and uh, you know, Only God Forgives was was really good too. But um, you know, you were talking about the grittiness, and you know, the the film was much like, you know, music. You know, kind of kind of had the same. Same same type feeling along those lines. You know, you had the '80s. You know, it was all carefree, fun, yeah. fun. You know, the movies were the same way. And you get into the '90s. You know, you get gritty, Pulp Fiction, Natural Born Killers, realism. You know, real yeah. But the know. music. You know, you get Nirvana. You know, it's real serious and down. You know, Grungy. mopey. Yeah, yeah. It Just, reflects how it was for us at high school. Yeah, yeah. Which. Positives and negatives to all of that, I think. I yeah. really got to be in the mood to watch those movies, you know. This is they're downer movies, you know. Really, you know the the movies that were like comedic and meant to be funny, I think, don't hold up very well from that period of time. It's not, you know, like you mentioned, as good as it gets. You know, it's probably one of the better ones yeah. to come out of that period of time, like a comedy drama. 
because um, I don't like a lot of that shit. You know, uh, I can't even think of a good example, but you know, it's just stuff I don't care for. Um, it's interesting watching Pusher reminded me of the first seasons of Sopranos. Is that film similar to that? Yeah, the look. Yeah. yeah. You know, that started to clear up a bit as the 2000s wore on. I guess people were trying to move away from that grittiness, especially after 9-11. I don't know. Was that what it was? 9-11 was the end of I'm, that? I'm, I'm, it tends to be something like that. Well, you know, we talk about horror movies a lot on here. You know, after 9-11 is when uh, torture porn became really popular. That's so odd. It's yeah. it's like the war, you know, the war on terror was going on, and we're watching, you know, torture porn movies, which I wasn't. I don't like that genre. I don't either. But uh, it was really popular for a minute. I don't know. Like, it's like Hostel and Saw. Hostel, Saw, I mean, lots of other rip-off copycats. You know, television was the same way. A lot of television shows had the same type. Like you know, Oz. Dexter, you know. Yeah, Dexter has a more clean... Like, like say, if Dexter had been made at this time, it, it'd have that grittiness to yeah. it. Yeah. But the, when it was made, it was clean. It's yeah. a very clean-looking show. Yeah. And it might be reflective of how Dexter himself was, but uh, I think that's just how film is. Now, I think it's still like that. In the 90s, it would have looked grungy yeah it's just it's odd the way things I had to sit down and really look at it you know what's coming out around that period of time you know and look at it but the first pusher I think is very much low budget you know you can tell lower budget and I think you said it's his first feature it was Matt's first feature oh Matt's first it was his first feature film he did a short before that it's one of Reffin's first ones as well um, let's see he did Bronson yeah fuck I don't you know why Bronson I didn't know that. that's how I bought Bronson let's see the only one of his I haven't really cared for is Valhalla Rising but uh oh yeah he did Bleeder too Bleeder's good um but I've seen that he did a uh, yeah, Pusher and 96 was his first feature to direct. Yeah. Shit, I've seen all this dude's movies. All these are good, man. He did this movie with John Turturro here, Fear X. Shit, I'll watch that just for Turturro. Yeah. But, uh... You know, I mean, for a, for a first venture, first feature, I mean, great, great movie, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, definitely. You know, great movie to pop on. You know, to watch, you know, short, short run time, you know, to the point, quick. I think it kind of ends abruptly, but I think that's, it, it leaves it open-ending, open-ended. And it, it kind of clarifies some of that stuff in the beginning of part two, which I guess we can go ahead and get into, you know. Um, Milo mentions Frank, the main guy in the first Pusher film, when he's talking to... Uh, Oh shit! What's uh, Mad's character's name in Pusher Two? Uh, I can't remember. I just oh, uh, not Cunt. No, it's not Cunt. <laughs> but uh, anyway, when he's 
when Milo's talking to Mads, Mads Mickelson's character, he's, uh, he talks about Frank, the guy yeah. from the first movie. So we can assume that he wasn't murdered by Milo, and he, he escaped. He probably went and found his girl and left, I would think. Or if you can, you know, what, make your own assumption, but he wasn't killed. Like, you know, you, you could have made that assumption seeing the first movie. Tony is Mads' character's name. That's right. Yeah, or, I guess you, know, you can also Tony. assume he keeps asking him that to keep, you know, any any questions about yeah. what happened to Frank yeah. off of him. Yeah. Has everybody seen Frank? And well, I mean, he wants to find Frank to kill his yeah. ass. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's gonna. He's, he's not powerful enough to go anywhere. Yeah. Outside of the city, really. So. Well, you haven't seen part three yet, but I really think you should finish up the. The trilogy because the Milo is the main guy in part three. See, no, it's, I do want it's to. It's really interesting. Like it's so. part three may be my favorite. I don't I don't remember them well enough. I'd forgotten a lot about these films, but I think so far definitely part two is my favorite out of the two. Now what does it list Kant's name as in there? Is it Kant? Oh, Cruz Kurt. Damn, that's a shame. Cruz Kurt. I guess Cruz maybe Kant. Uh, it might be. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed the second one a lot more. Of course, by that time, the director had gotten his skills, you know, more refined. Um, and Mads is, yeah, that is. That is Kurt the Kant. Kant Kurt. Um, but, uh, you know, Mads is... The main character of this one, he's just to me, he's a more charismatic actor. Absolutely, and the character is more charismatic because he's not a complete piece of shit. He just mostly is, and that's probably because of his upbringing. You know, you really feel for him in this movie. You do. You actually do, and you don't for the guy in the first one. Uh-uh. He's just beaten down like his whole life is just yeah. people disrespecting him for no reason. It's like they just do it. You know, like you said, he's got respect in English tattooed on the back yeah. of his head. It's kind of, you know, very ironic, I guess. I guess that's why. Yeah. Because nobody has any respect for him. But uh, the first one, I think, I, I love the the wires on the nipples. That, that was probably the best, the highlight of it. Yeah. I just have to throw that in there. But, uh, no, you do feel for Matt's character in this one and uh, he he's not just looking out for himself yeah you really feel like I mean he's really got nothing to lose like his mom gets killed yeah. or his mom is, dies I don't know what yeah. the circumstances are nobody fucking tells him yeah he doesn't even know he finds out and then his uncle's sitting there talking shit about her calling her a whore and stuff and uh, you know he's got this kid that he doesn't even know for sure if it's his or not, but the bitch is a junkie. But, you know, doesn't even know about the, you know, doesn't even really care about the kid very much. And, yeah, uh, every time she's doing drugs, yeah. she's got the kid right yeah. there. Really just lowest common denominator type people in this movie. Like, there's a there's a wedding party, I guess it's the wedding party, for yeah, one, of the, one of the guys. And there's just, uh, like, a stripper... Fully nude stripper, like, spread an eagle, you know, the only thing missing is a ping pong ball popping out, you know, of, of, of this stripper show at this wedding party, which is really bizarre. 
just like uh, it reminded me of like Jersey Shore or something like just completely trashy just trashy people yeah yeah and like the wild and wonderful lights of West Virginia yeah that's the Boone County mating call baby that uh I don't know I enjoyed it I liked that uh you know Matt's character you know especially with the kid like you said he didn't he didn't know whether the kid was his or not, but at the end, he didn't care. He just yeah. wanted to get the kid out of that. You know, and seeing the mother, how she was regarding the kid, yeah. he wanted to fucking kill her. And there was a period of time I thought that kid was dead. He wasn't yeah. moving. I said, oh shit, he's dead. Because I didn't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it, I didn't remember what happened in it. But uh, thankfully, the kid wasn't dead. He just worried about, you know, his mother and the other women just get so coked out of their mind they start trying to give that shit to the kid which does happen oh man yeah. they just forget about it and it just yeah. like train spotting or something the kid's just like dead in the crib you don't even know have you seen train spotting no. oh, well. I need to see it though I it's, really do anyway I won't spoil that for you no no, no. I've, I've had a lot of stuff when that spoil for me it's a 20 year old movie I won't even worry well, it's, about it's, it it's you know you, you know it's gonna happen anyway um, um. But yeah, you know, solid, solid flick. I, I enjoyed both of them. Part two, it feels like it's got a little bit more substance than the first one. Yeah. To, to chew on. And yeah, because again, I think it's because Matt's character is more has more levels. Yeah. To him, you know, he doesn't always do good things, but he's not a total shit bag. I still wonder where Con went. I never saw what happened with Cunt. Cunt just left, I think. I guess so. The greatest name for a character ever. And that's the Cunt's promise. But uh, I love the part in part one when uh, Frank's trying to get that money that he owes to Milo. And uh, he's trying to get it out of this one junkie. And they're like pressuring this guy, like, get the money, go rob a bank, go do this, go do that. And he just like takes a shotgun and blows his head off. It's hilarious. Like, totally out of the blue, you know, unexpected. Yeah. Like, well, there's no way they can get any money then. They're just like, oh, shit. They just, like, clean their gun off and leave. You know, go go on to the next person that owes you money. Which, that was the deal with Frank, is he was too nice. It was kind of, kind of his, his whole character arc was, you know, you've been nice to all these people and, you know, giving them a little bit of a break and... Now you need the money, and they're not going to give it to you. You know, yeah. so he just has to be a you know hardcore badass to everybody. You know, stop being Mister Nice Guy, basically. But yeah, I agree with you. You don't you don't feel for him at all in that movie, just because you don't you're not empathetic because he's not a character you want to sympathize with. No, oh, again, he's all about him. Yeah. At that point, I understand, you know, with him being nice to everybody, they're screwing him over. But uh, I don't know. He he just doesn't. He doesn't come across as a good person anyway. You know, especially with the way he treats that woman. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel sorry for her. Yeah, that's it's why just, when she did what she did towards the end, yeah. I didn't blame her whatsoever. No, no, no. I was smart for her. I mean, she was obviously in love with him. Yeah. He should have been called cunt. He should have been called cunt. I don't know. Everybody in the movie was pretty much a cunt in that first one. Yeah. There's really no 
Even Madge was an asshole. But I, uh, I never understood if he called the cops or not. I was thinking it was the guy he was selling to was the cop. You know, selling the was it heroin or whatever it was. Yeah, heroin. Well, you know that whole that whole scene just didn't seem right. You know, the guy shows up after years. Oh yeah, we knew it was bullshit. Yeah, it was him that tipped the cops off, right? Not Mads. I mean, I don't know why. Or Frank. Or yeah, Tom. I don't think Mads did it. Uh, you know, he got his own ass in the yeah. swammer for it. So no, I don't think so. That that I I think that's the scene why I really disliked the main character. Yeah. And uh, because he's just being the shit out of this guy who's been his friend. Yeah. Who seems to genuinely be his friend. And uh, all on an assumption, and it, it's almost like he was just lashing out at somebody yeah. who was there. That's what it was. Because the other guy was still incarcerated, as far yeah. as I know. You got it. You got the fault on somebody. But uh, really reflective, I thought, of the uh, environment they lived in. You know, of yeah. uh, uh, Denmark. I, uh, you know, I'm really interested. You know, and talk about traveling to other places and you know don't have an opportunity to go there so can kind of live vicariously through them see what the world's like there you know interesting you don't you don't see a lot of movies coming out of that that area not in America you don't see a lot of movies coming out of there particularly at that time uh, you know, the late 90s or 2000s yeah which you know um, people are kind of I don't know, foreign films, most people feel like they don't want to read subtitles. I, well, I mean, I can go all into that. I, I don't understand that. I do remember uh, Traffic or something like that. Not that shit-ass Oscar-winning crap fast. But uh, the thing with Del Toro. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's another drug movie with Del Toro. It had a lot of subtitles. There's a lot of Spanish in it. And some redneck piece of utter trash came out of the auditorium when I worked at the theater bitching about the subtitles. So I don't come here to read. You're only angry because you can't read, asshole. Get your fingers out of your cousin and fucking pick up a book. I didn't, yeah, I didn't come to the movies to read. Yeah, he was just, comes out with his fucking, you know, cap and I don't know. He's fucking sniffing his pussy finger and shit. Which, I have to say, the Pusher movies have some great terms. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spur- yeah, yeah we, sperming. We've got great uh, great stuff we're going to use, like, <laughs> I'm sure. Anus sucking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it's interesting to see the seedy underbelly of a foreign country that's very much influenced by America. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of the stuff they have has English words and American stuff on it, yeah. Kind of like... Mannerisms you know, they have. You've got all these, like, frat boys with, you know, Chinese symbols on them, and they have no idea what they say. Except they all say turd. Yeah, they... Well, they're like motherfucker or whatever in their language, but... Um, talking about the subtitles, I know my, my brother and I went and saw Brotherhood of the Wolf... Were you oh, yeah. working at the theater when that came out? 2001, yeah. 
And uh, I didn't see it in the theater though. I ended up buying it later. But you know, they they marketed that. However, they marketed it. I don't remember what the trailer was like, but you know, we didn't know it was subtitled. And you know, at, at that time, I wasn't really into foreign films, you know, yet. But uh, there was my brother that wanted to leave. He didn't want to watch it. But I've seen Brotherhood of the Wolf since, and it's a really good movie. Like it's yeah. it's like a werewolf horror movie with like really cool martial arts in it really interesting martial arts that's different than you know Asian martial arts mm-hmm. it's like the European it's like weird it's you know it's different but I enjoy it a lot it's it's very stylistic I need to watch that again I love the creature right now it's like we were, I was saying I don't want to watch something new I want to watch this again you know, I don't want to yeah. go. I don't want to go watch something else. Man, I found myself doing that all the time. Like, I'll sit there and say, "Well, I've got these movies, obviously, and you check them out." But then I just end up popping in something I've seen dozens of times. Yeah. The next movie that director made was Silent Hill. After Brothers, I saw that when it came out. Christoph Gaines, Gaines. I don't remember Silent Hill. No, I didn't see Silent Hill. I was Resident Evil, I saw. Resident Evil's better than Silent Hill, I think. Is it? Silent Hill's a turd. So is a sequel, in my opinion. But, uh... Well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I can't really I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm sure you're probably about finished. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it always is. I mean, topic only takes 10 minutes or so. Yeah, we, we bullshit for an hour and a half and then 15 minute time. I can describe more detail about Brokeback Mountain if you want me to. Talk. <laughs> Let's talk more about uh, <laughs> what a degenerate uh, uh, Tony was in Pusher. Like, you know, when he's talking about the, the, uh, the women in the beginning, the uh, talking about his king of cocks. You missed out on the King of Cocks, and he can't, like, get his dick up for some reason. Yeah, he's sitting there tugging at himself. <laughs> What's wrong with you? you Wake up! And he is. He's just, like, going to town. He starts punching his cock. And even these, like, whores that he's paid to have sex with him are, are like, you know, making fun of him. Well, yeah, it's funny because yeah. word spreads everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's, like, making fun of him for yeah. that. He brings him a Corvette, and they're like, What's wrong with your cock? It's like... Who who goes up to somebody and asks them what's wrong with their cock? <laughs> where where on the street is your dick doesn't work? <laughs> but uh, but um, I thought that was really funny. They were like laughing at him and uh, they kept talking about mommy. Like yeah, don't you like that mommy? He's like shut up with the mommy stuff. <laughs> talk, uh, talk dirty. Well, and then the oh, ones, yeah, mommy. Man. Like, she's like, uh, he's trying to get her to go down on him, and she won't do it without a condom. Yeah. Finally, she puts it in her mouth, and but he's so floppy. Yeah. She's like, trying to, like, a, like a baby trying to go for a nipple. <laughs> oh. What's wrong with you? Wake up. And there's porn going on on the TV behind oh, him. So he turns around looking at it, swapping his dick and watching it. It was really awkward to watch. Well, it's funny that even though they don't show his cock or whatever in the movie yeah. itself or penetration or anything yeah. that chick on the TV screen was going to town on that day what? yeah I mean she was inhaling it you can hear in the background she's I don't like, 
and he's just sitting there slapping it, you know? Wake up! Yeah. I, I thought they were going to do some, make some jokes about him having been in prison. I thought it was going to be a gay thing. Yeah, I did too. I was hoping. But, uh, we had more to talk about. I think it was just he had that drug drug penis. Or he'd done too much drug drugs, penis. he couldn't get it up. But, uh, anyway, I've got to take a piss pretty bad, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. I do too, so we'll go across the streams. All right, uh, <laughs> go all right guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, check us out on Two Peas on a Pod on Twitter. Bye.